Hello, it's your DM, Andrew. Thank you so much for checking us out. Do have to apologize for the quality in these first couple of episodes, uh, but I will assure you that we learned pretty quickly on the sound processing and playing side, and the quality will quickly improve in these next couple of episodes. Again, thank you so much for listening, and if you want to get in contact with us, you can find us on Twitter at Beholder underscore S. Once again, Beholder underscore S. Uh, you can send us an email at LLC at gmail.com. Once again, that's LLC, all one word, no apostrophe, at gmail.com. Uh, or you can search for us on Facebook. Uh, we've got a page, and we're going to be starting a group soon. And that's enough for me, so on to the show. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm uh, Andrew Fowler. I'm your dungeon master and your best friend, I guess. Oh, oh no. no. All right. No. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's time. Like, Take your all right, fuck all you guys. <laughs> Welcome, brave traveler, to Salandrian, a city steeped in murder, mystery, and madness. Stagnation and complacency have run rampant, and something monstrous churns behind the dark. A group of private investigators are the only thing that stands in the way of injustice and despair. Let us join them now for another exciting episode of The Beholder's Eye! One, two, one, two, three, four. Welcome to uh, the first inaugural episode of uh, The Beholder's Eye, uh, our Zero episode. We are going to do a little bit of world building, world introduction, um, and then jump into who our players are, who they're playing, and that should pretty much be it for this episode. So yeah, I'm uh, Andrew Fowler, I'm your DM. Um, I'll be guiding us through this experience and hopefully doing okay character voices. But, okay, so um, the world that I've created here uh, is known as Tierra Irde. I would say the world is millions and millions and millions of years old. Um, but the recorded history only goes back about 500, 600 years, um, as far as people know. Uh, before that, there was a period of great... Division and strife and fighting and calamity because um, about 2,000 years ago, um, there was a cataclysm that split um, a supercontinent into two larger continents and pushed them to either side of the world, um, creating a large mountain range going down the middle of the world, blocking the two continents off from each other, and creating a giant ocean on the other side uh, that's near impassable. The two continents, uh, the one that we're going to be focused on mainly is uh, Fractus Agrum. It basically means the shattered land. When these two continents were pushed apart from each other, um, there was about 
1400 years or so of just resettling you know the landscape was molten half the time and world was like kind of reforming new lakes were popping up rivers everything was just in in flux so nobody really had time to settle down and uh God damn it. <laughs> yeah that threw me off uh but nobody had time to settle down and start you know new civilizations new cultures things like that for a long long time um so once everything kind of started to solidify and people were able to figure out where they were wanting to be all the races that were left on this continent kind of separated from each other uh, because of these bad times and these bad things that had happened during that time <laughs> uh, apocalyptic world ending events uh, so yeah the uh the races all split themselves up on this continent. The uh, dwarves basically took the northern half of the continent. Uh, the elves took the southern half of the continent. And the gnomes took um, a little sliver of the continent on the uh, southern side. Um, also near this continent, um, there is a very large island. And that is where um, the monks have come to call home. Uh, about... 300 years ago, uh, they moved from the mainland to this island because <laughs> they had sent expeditions out and uh, they found it was completely unpopulated. So they went and built temples. And um, so for the last 300 years, pretty much all the monks have been on this island, kind of self-contained. People will pilgrimage there to, you know, become monks and things like that. But for the most part, they're not a part of regular society except as emissaries. Um but you do see monks in normal society um, just as, you know, swords. And once you're a monk, you don't have to continue living on the island, basically. You're not trapped there forever. Um, so anyways, uh, the main place that we're going to be focusing on is the um, Greater Dwarven Empire. It takes up, like I said, the whole northern half of the continent. Their, you know, their main exports, of course, are, you know, stonework and ale and fine jewels and things like that. Um, but because it covers such a large area, they kind of trade in everything. The one thing they've never really had, though, was their own magic. Uh, it was always bought, and they would try to steal it from the uh, the elves. And it's only been within the last, like, 100 years or so, maybe 75 years, that the uh, the elves have finally started to release magic in a more open manner um, and let people come and study and uh, become mages and uh, magicians and allow sorcerers to train and um, warlocks to train and kind of share secrets and magical secrets uh, from every race. Like It used to just be elves, elves only, that's it. So within the last... 60 years or so, um, there has been a pretty big shift in politics for the whole entire continent um, because the gnomes opened their uh, their walls up. And for pretty much the entire time from when things were being settled to 60 years ago, the gnomes had this big giant wall up all around their area. You couldn't get in, couldn't get out. Anybody that went through the wall never came back. 
Um, they would only send out traders here and there to get certain things, but usually the stuff that they were offering from um, the Gnomish Republic uh, were trinkets and clockwork and things that seemed advanced, but to the gnomes were nothing, were toys. So the um, gnomes have finally started coming out into society and the things that they're bringing with them um, and the since they've opened their walls, people have started to go in. Um, so for the last 60 years, there's kind of been this like boom in technology for everyone. Um, electricity is starting to show up in places. Um, shortwave radio. I mean, it's not everywhere. It's very kind of rare still just because the gnomes are slowly letting people have it rather than just, hey, here we go. You know, it's not about money for them. It's more about advancing society. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so the, uh, technology that the gnomes have brought, um, has also started to push politics in a way that the people who have the money start to see this as a, you know, money grab opportunity and things are shifting more to where more money is going into their hands and away from people who need it. Um, and they uh are really starting to take over society in a way that a lot of people don't like um so that gets us down to the city that we're in now and um the city that we're in now is the city of Salandrian. um and this city is the oldest oldest dwarven city it's the founding city of the dwarven empire um the walls i mean the city's almost a thousand years old, basically. Um, there are deep catacombs that go down into the mines that are connected to mountains that ring the outside of the city. Um, so it's kind of naturally defended. And they also have, you know, tunnels that go throughout all of the uh, the mountains um, and go to different lookout posts and places like that. So it's, it's the best stronghold that they ever built. Um, and so naturally that is where the king resides. Um, Oh, excuse me. Sorry. You're going to have to keep that one in there. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the king? Every time there's a new... Yeah, is that the king's uh, name? No, the king, it's uh, King <laughs> Gendriv Ironbound the seventh, seventh of his name, Lord of the Dwarven Imperium, Protectorate of the Great Anvil, and God Among Men. Do I remember all of Yeah. Well, I mean, if you address him... Like, if you ever have to meet him, somebody will probably remind you of all that when they announce him. Kings mm -hmm. like to be announced. Iron burps a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's basically he's Morty. Ricky. Yeah. Or, Morty. <laughs> yeah, no, Rick. or Rick, rather, yeah. yeah. Uh, God. You guys no, I can't do a Rick. Sucks. I can't do a Rick voice. That would be horrible. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the king, um, he is actually the longest running and ruling king. He is the oldest longest reigning king in the entire history of the greater dwarven Ant empire uh he is older than the rest of them yeah <laughs> uh he is about uh Spring chicken 370 years old um nobody's really sure he might be older he might be a little bit younger he forgot when his birthday was um and at the time when he was born, he was, uh, even though he's the seventh of his name, he was not directly in line for succession. Um, actually, Gendriv, Ironbound, four through six were before him. 
because those were all his older brothers. No, they ruled and then he helped them die. And his father was Gendriv Ironbound the third. No, no. Um, So he's an honorable guy. Yeah, no, he's he's. I mean, he was known to be honorable. He's gotten old and senile and might make bad choices now. Um, So, also in the uh, the city of Salandrian, there, the money has all kind of. filtered into these four prominent families and they basically made themselves um, royalty or lords basically god what is that like um, nobles there we go they've made themselves nobles uh, through coin Uh, the four families are the stonewells the rockports the cragglemounts and the Silvertons. Uh, the Stonewells are known for masonry construction and stoneware, which is like stone armor, which is something that they are just kind of introducing into the market. People always thought it was a crazy idea, but they found in a way to basically turn obsidian into armor plating. Um, and they are known to be kind and altruistic. Um, the Rockports are known for sh- shipping and trade. Um, they tend to be reckless, passionate, and smart. Um, the Cragglemounts are the mining family. They they go back hundreds of years. Uh, they're also really known for their jewelry. Um, Cragglemount jewelry is known across the entire continent. Um, it's one of the things that helped pave the way for magic to come to the greater Dwarven Empire because the elves really liked the jewelry that was coming out and um, the jewels that they were getting from them were so pure that they held the most magical charge. Um, And then uh, the last family, the Silverton family, um, they're known for... Oh, yeah, the Cragglemounts are very pompous and superior. Uh, The Silverton family is known for... um, refining metalwork and jewelry as well and they're kind of a rival house to the craggle mounts but they're kind of a newer upstart um and they are very reserved and just like they believe in the law um but they also like to use the law to their advantage um so the military um in the city is kind of what runs the guards and the police if you will and it's gotten to the point where Pretty much everybody in the higher up has been paid off by one family or another to do one despicable thing or another. So and the corrupt army. Yeah, the army, the the guards are. Yeah, and I mean, they're you know, they might look the other way. They might be easily bribable, but it will get to a certain point where they can only ignore so much, um, and you can only push them so far. Corrupt to a point. Exactly, and. If you attack or kill a guard, you're going to get fucking either killed or pulled in and jailed forever. (laughs) Um, You're taking away one of my problem solving. (laughs) Well, if you're caught killing a guard anyways. Okay. Um, He did it. Yeah. Just got to be discreet about this. So with this being a big city, um, I mean, this city has almost uh, a million people living in the city. Um, 
it is very crowded, very dirty, um, very noisy. There are four different market areas. There's one big giant market area that has anything that you could ever want to buy or need to buy. Um, there's more discreet markets. Uh, there's a black market in the underground. Um, you've got all manner of inns and taverns. Um, the most prominent being uh, the anvil, uh, the striped mare, the Silver Tongue, which is actually owned by um, the same guy that owns the Beholder's Eye. Um, and I'll talk about him in a minute. Um, there's the Gem's Folly, the Bannerman's Standard, um, the Hound's Head, the Sleeping Giant, uh, Elena's Public House, and the Icker of Istil. Um, and I mean, those... Uh, They'll become important when they need to be. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, there are not many temples. Um, the religion of this world is very practical, pragmatic. Uh, there's not a ton of gods, and the gods that are around are possibly legends. There, there's a face system around it, but it's more like what we would think of as myth and myths and legends, like you know, like Thor and Is Zeus and things like that. They were believe that gods are dead in this can, kind of like they don't really see true influence from gods. Is there someone who represents death. Um. Yes. Uh. Mut is the god of death. Mut. M u u t. Mut. 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 <laughs> you tell us how it's pronounced, Dragon. Uh, but yeah, uh, so there's only, um, fucking... He's gonna be my homie. <laughs> there's only seven, um... Are there any lightning or thunder We're gods? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. What's, what's that one? I wonder that one. Um... Tr 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 oh, I was asking him, and mine's not... It's not oh. oh, I mean, I, I kind of want to run through the gods anyways, so I'm gonna pull them up here. Okay. I mean, you could just send us all reading assignments so that we can... Yeah. yeah. We, we, yeah. Well, yeah. what I need to do is fucking make you guys get on the damn wiki and yeah. start running through that, because that's got fucking notes and shit yeah, for most of the stuff. Yeah, we in the first Well, yeah, then fucking stop derailing me and asking me questions. Oh, God. Well, it's kind of important what temple I'm going to. So well, that's to fine. Ask that me I'm... later. Okay. Well, it's currently on offer yeah. at the Silver What? I can't. We are uh, coming alive here. Okay, so um, where was I? I was talking about temples uh, and all that shit. Um, yeah, so the religious. We well, we'll get there. Uh, the religious uh, hierarchy in this world is, you know, their temples are seen as places to go when you have nowhere else to go. They're basically homeless shelters, but more in the vein of what that god is about. Gods don't really work in people's lives in this world. So um, most clerics and paladins, um, they get their, uh, usually get their magic through inborn abilities, but it comes from like their worship of that god usually. And like, it's kind of a weird thing. I'm glad we don't have any paladins or clerics. That shit's all complicated. Um, because of shit that I'm going to do later with it. But, um, okay, so, uh, spoiler. 
Yeah. Yeah. In this uh in this world, um corruption has really started to take its hold and most people don't have someone to protect them and so small mercenary groups and investigating groups um, are starting to get bigger and bigger because more people need help and the guards aren't helping them um so and that's kind of where our group comes in uh you guys have just all gotten hired on at the uh, beholder's eye investigation firm llc it is owned and operated by Al Dalar Mind Shadow. Um, he likes to go as Al. Good. Even <laughs> even if uh, he just met you, he will always introduce himself as Al Dalar. Call me Al. Um, but he uh, he used to he grew up in Salandrian. He was. Um, kicked out of his like he was left as a baby in the streets to die and was picked up by some assassins and they trained him um which the assassins in this uh city yes like to kill people and tend to be assholes and evil people but at the same time have their own code of ethics and you know they won't let children die unless it's absolutely necessary so aldalar was raised by the uh the assassin's guild until he was in his like thirties, um, which for a dwarf is still a little young. Um, and he, uh, around his thirties, he was betrayed by the assassin's guild. Um, it's something he doesn't like to talk about, but might go into if you get closer to him. Um, when he was betrayed by the assassin's guild, he went and found work with the thieves guild. And that's where he found out that he liked to help people uh, because the Thieves Guild is kind of a Robin Hood agency in this world. They tend to steal from only from people who have way too much and give it back to people that don't have enough. Um, and so he did a lot of work, good work with them and actually kind of became famous in the city. Is this what drew us all to kind of like apply for a position with his agency? Oh, because yes. Not all of you. Just, yeah. I would say uh, for some of you, you've probably been drawn just by his name alone. But the, I would say you've all really been drawn to it because you need a job mm -hmm. um, and he's looking for people. Um, and you guys were kind of the candidates out of everybody he interviewed that he thought would be worth giving a job to yeah um for the last like 20 years um he's been running the beholder's eye and for the longest time it was just him and his assistant penny um and <laughs> yeah i love all uh, these throwbacks <laughs> uh her name is actually pendolin timbers uh she is a very rare halfling halflings are super rare um in on this side of the world um there are little pockets of them here and there, but for the most part, to see a halfling is like, you know, seeing... Rub okay. his head, you get some Seeing luck. a bird person. Yeah, seeing a bird person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, uh, she has been helping him for a long time. He, he basically raised her as his daughter. Um, and uh, in the last... Five to ten years, um, business has started to really pick up, and he had to hire on a couple extra investigators. And now he's hired all of you on because he wants to have his own team so he can offload a lot more of what he's doing onto you guys 
and he can go and do his other business type things and be able to run his inn and his tavern and all that other shit. So, um, and that's why he uh, hired so many of you all at the same time is because you're going to be doing stuff that he would have been doing and he's very experienced and it, he didn't think that he could find anybody else that was as good as him. Um, so, so he, he needed, needed uh, yeah, he needed a lot of you. He's <laughs> fodder. Um, yeah, exactly. You're uh, the Planet Express B team. Uh, we're going to introduce ourselves anytime? Uh, I guess we'll just start with Wes and go around that way. Um, so what I want from you guys, give me your full name. Well, not full name, but your fucking real name. Um, your character's name, a little bit of background on them, class, race, a little bit of their personality, um, but not anything too, like, earth-shattering. Anything you want to keep secret, keep secret. Other than that, give us everything else. Alright, I'm Wes. I'm playing uh, Baritone Scale Weaver. I'll be going as Barry. I am a half-elf bard. Um, I'm a hopeless romantic with some trust issues. And, uh, as my friends will find out later, I'm a little bit unreliable at times. That's it? Uh, Alright. Adam. Uh, my name's Adam. My character is Swift Eagles. Uh, I am, uh, Black Dragonborn Rogue Assassin. I was kicked out of my clan because I like killing people too much. And I'm trying to become the best killer, like, ever. <laughs> That's my life goal. Well, I I'm Ashton, and I'm playing a Mountain Dwarf Wizard. Who is named Boris. <laughs> the thing with Boris is that, basically, he's only a wizard, or trying to be a wizard. He's more of a wizard trainee. Uh, because... He kind of failed at being a very good dwarf. Um, they were going to take his clan name away because he couldn't grow a beard properly. But um, Boris left, you know, of his own initiative uh, before that. <laughs> and uh, he's, he's determined to keep his clan name, which is uh, Tumen. His, uh, his name is... Uh, Boris Torren is his name, really, but because he's in a public space and it's not really appropriate, he goes by the surname Tuli. <laughs> <laughs> he's currently learning wizardry at a school, which is Randolph School of Grand Magic for Enterprising Misfits. It's really a technical college. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Very good. <laughs> Hi, I'm Michelle, <laughs> and I'm playing a monk, Jin, and my name is Lazy. I'm just, I'm an element, you know, whatever I want to be. I like it. I'm very logical, and I'm empathetic. <laughs> I did mention I was a monk. Thanks, Les. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of monk are you going to be? Uh, I'm the lightning monk. Okay, the, the lightning monk. <laughs> I... I really okay. So when the uh, the gnomes came in with all their trinkets and electricity and shit, I got excited. Okay, yeah. I did. I was like, I want to get to know these these gnomes a little more. I gotta mainline this shit. <laughs> that's that's my jam. All right. That's you. <laughs> all right, I'm Carrie. I'm playing uh, Detective Kenku. My name is. 
People call me Chirp. Is that a GD? My chirp? common name. I was gonna say. Because <laughs> I am a bard, I can <laughs> make a note. Yeah, I uh, I was a street urchin. I grew up here in uh, dirt, 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 dirt. <laughs> As I know it, I um, met someone recently who uh, kind of helped me off the streets, and uh, it's helping me get a job here at the Beholder's Eye. So super excited to be here. Awesome. I forgot to I forgot like to mention in, that uh, in a, in a story. my character sure. was left by his parents, <laughs> and that's why he has like, <laughs> like trust Adam issues yeah. and wants to be loved by everyone. Except all okay, of us. okay. Um, Maybe there's some cocky ones, but none cocky, that I've met. Cocky, cocky, cocky Kenku. <laughs> <laughs> none that cocky I've met. Um, so, uh, kind of the direction I wanted to go with all this is not just the typical. I mean. There's always going to be the three tiers of D&D of exploration, roleplay, and combat. Um, but I want to go heavier on the roleplay side of things and the exploration at times and not so much combat because I don't... I, I don't know. A bunch of combat can be very boring to listen to. Yeah. And I also want combat to move a lot faster than it normally would um, and be a little bit more realistic. So narratively, though, I want to go as dark as we can but still That's joke around. Yeah, I mean, Swift. I don't think any of us are really emo people, so I don't think we'll get too dark with it all the time. But I don't know. My last we do like to joke around a bit. Murderous, <laughs> wicked witch. She was going to be that. From the start, well, well, yeah, but that's also kind of the nature of D and D and warlocks. You know, making up a story as you go, you start to learn things about the, your character that you didn't know were possible for your character. It's like, is my character comfortable with this? Yeah. 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 I don't see why not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my murder bag. Um, so yeah, so I kind of want to also have it be where there is a definite outline for what's going to be happening. You guys have a definite goal, but... It's kind of up to you guys on how you want to go about that goal. I'll give you leads. I'll give you, you know, ideas. But if you guys want to split up and, you know, divide and conquer at times, or if you guys want to all just stay together and go one by one checking leads or, you know, talking to people, it's going to be totally up to you guys. We're just going to have, like, a list of quests yeah. basically well kind of like i'm um, i'm thinking more week to week it's more this is your assignment for the week and um these are your leads <laughs> this is kind of the information we have already um and this is you know what we need out of it so it's kind of you can take that information and do what you will with it <laughs> was that the dog <laughs> the investigations when it really comes down to it is going to be on your brain power, but I, I will hold your hands and help you along if it seems my like you guys just aren't getting anything. Smart. And that's fine. That's fine. Um, my well, you're going like, to tag along with dumb. me. And I'm oh, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. smart, so... You can rely on the intelligence of yeah. others. That's a, that's a little backstory. We know each yeah. other. Yeah. Um, and see, like and that's fine. things, and I uh, tried to steal her. She tried to steal my house. Her, her. Yeah. I like that. I like that. <laughs> um... And uh, that's the other thing as we go along, like I kind of, that's kind of why I want you guys to split up at sometimes and like pair off into pairings that might not have thought about before. So we get more interesting, like interplay between characters that yeah. might not always 
you know interact with each other um also uh i eventually want to start bringing in other people um as guest stars and to be kind of informants or people that come along on your you know investigation to help you out get you into a place you might not have been able to get into things like that um i also at times want to take field trips out of the city and the seriousness of what you guys are doing and have like a vacation day a like a day where it's like okay it's everybody's day off what are you guys doing on your day off and just do a whole episode of what everybody does on their day off so i have a question about that is it a sandbox like we're confined to the city or can we go outside of the city at any chosen time you can we're following an investigation yeah you can you you're gonna go wherever the investigation that can be yeah a lot of stuff inside Uh, the city exactly that's what i'm saying it's like it's city really well yeah but i mean like on my free day i want to say screw you guys i'm going outside the city i have that option i like the idea that you're this like hard-nosed assassin and like on your day off you're just like i'm gonna go out and enjoy nature (laughs) what i do is my business (laughs) just like sitting off in a like fucking glen somewhere looking at flowers on the seventh i kick it That's good. That's good. Um, but yeah, so that's the thing. Like, I, I don't want you guys to ever feel like you are locked in to following. You know, well, he said this person is important to us. We have to, you know, find this person, and then all of a sudden you can't find them. Like, maybe it's time to go back to basics and look at your because i'm gonna have a whole sheet of detective work you mean exactly exactly like you might have dead and you might have dead end leads things like that so don't feel like just because the possibility of killing your game no okay because i've played games previously skyrim and morrowind where you kill someone and it negates a quest or oh yeah no uh, if you kill well, if an kill NPC, person that we're looking for, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, if, yeah. but that's also going to have different kind of repercussions. Ones, but like, if you kill the entire party, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. If you happen upon an NPC that you're not supposed to kill, and you kill them, and that was gonna, that's gonna fuck something up later on down the line. I'll have that play out in its normal progression, rather than just being like, "Oh, duh, 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 quest you line lived, failed." <laughs> like you live in a damned world. So start at the save point. Yeah, I mean, there's always <laughs> going to be points where you guys do something that I'm completely not expecting and have nothing prepared like rob for. Like a bank that's on fire. No, exactly. Totally <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make sure I can't accidentally like. Yeah, no. F this game. No, no. I mean, well, that's the great thing about D and D too. Is it like, is, it's his job to keep us on track. I'm not going to put anybody in front of you that you're going to want to kill. That's going to be too important you for you that. not you to don't kill. Know like, him. Yeah, <laughs> I think we kill anyone's on the table. Hey, I also, let it be known, this little notebook I have here is actually my songbook, <laughs> and uh, it Can is you sing Carrie's name. Uh, Carrie. No. <laughs> that's a no. <laughs> Can you write Carrie's name? Yeah, I already told you it was a G to a D to an E. Alright, alright. Also, also realize that this is a trapped songbook. If my songbook ever gets opened up by someone other than me, it will cast suggestion on them. Okay. (laughs) 
and it, you have to return the notebook to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. How big is your notebook? It's a songbook, so it's It's usually... like the biggest, like, <laughs> guilt trip ever. Can I eat it? Cause uh, no, you're it's gonna just like you're gonna be like, "Where's my songbook?" And somebody's gonna come so walking up to you with it, just like, "Here you go." <laughs> Sorry, I looked at it. Yeah. Come on, baby. I I think I'm gonna be a little annoying. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm a bird named Chirp. <laughs> I ask a lot of questions and, and I repeat parrots. people often. Yeah, <laughs> like. See, you gotta do that when you guys are like trying to get information from somebody. If you're asking the questions, you've got to every time, like whatever they respond, immediately repeat it back. To them. Well, I was thinking like, like if I'm like, like say I'm with Wes and he's asking questions, I like repeat the question, <laughs> mimic you. Oh, yeah. if he really, that probably throw Does off. Does she have like, some people, form you know? of mimicry? Because yeah, oh yeah, abilities. oh yeah. Yeah, I can mimic um, any most, like, animal noises or noises that I hear. Yeah. I can mimic people, <laughs> but I cannot mimic... I can't use their voice to make a new sentence. I can only mimic things I've heard them say. So, can but you she... throw the sound? Mm. No, it's not like, like ventriloquism. I'm a regular bird. Um, but she, regular. she could literally be <laughs> standing next to Wes. Beak in the... And he asks... He asks a question of she, somebody, and then she, similar. in his voice, yeah. asks the same exact question again. <laughs> oh, so you're going to have you gotta to mimic yeah, you're gonna everybody. Have to sound like everyone. That's going to be hard. I can try. It's going to be so good. <laughs> Especially when she tries to mimic Ashley. Yeah, do Boris. Do Boris. Yeah, do Boris. <laughs> no, I can't. It's going to be really bad, you guys. It's going to be... Yeah, that's why I'm not going to be doing any, like... Irish, British, no, Scottish. I'm trying to keep the I'm at to a minimum. Those bad. I, I'm really bad at those accents. Like, it's they all kind of turn Mexican. <laughs> like, I might start with one and or Jamaican. I have I that horrible white person affliction yeah. where I when I try to do accents, they all come out either Mexican or uh, Jamaican. <laughs> yeah, I'm on. <laughs> you did, man. <laughs> Piss off. <laughs> right near the beach. Boy! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, I mean, I I think we're going to have a lot of fun with it. i also trying to want everybody to kind of focus on just try to help me and make a good story and not <laughs> try to derail things play too bad. Uh, yeah, play play with me. Yeah, play play with, me. with me. Yes, please. This isn't your uh, safe space, AJ. Because, yeah, I mean, I... This is his safe space. I don't... You're in his home. <laughs> I mean, wait, You're in my I, living am room. Am I in his safe space right now? Yes. How many characters oh, wow. do we have to be characters if we kill or imprison <gasps> these Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, that's another thing. Um, I don't mind. I have, like, a revolving door policy when it comes to your characters. If you get tired of playing that character and you don't want to play him anymore, let me know. We'll kill him off. We'll make him disappear. We'll find a farewell for them and introduce somebody else because there's nothing worse than getting locked into a character that you thought was going to be a lot of fun to play and then you just do the same things over and over and get tired of being that i character fatigue happens like but it helps if you don't suck well yeah (laughs) it also helps if you kind of like after a couple levels if you're like maybe i multi-class 
Yeah, instead. no, multi-classing that should too. be a thing. Yeah, we should yeah. be able to multi-class for sure. Oh, yeah, multi-classing is always open. Um, that and any sort of homebrew multi-classing I'm fine yeah, with, um, as long as you run it by me before. Um, but, yeah, so I think that's pretty Tell good for... Tell us about this uh, wiki... Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, uh, I set up a wiki page on um, Obsidian Portal. Uh, here, I'll give you the URL. Thank you. I'm pretty sure. It's uh, all the beholder's eye, all one word, no nothing. So, T H E B E H O L D E R S E Y E dot Obsidian Portal. And that's the word obsidian and the word portal all together. Beholders. Beholders, I, yeah. Obsidian is D I E N, right? O B S I D I A N P O. Obsidian? Yeah. Dot obsidianportal.com. And that's actually the Obsidian Portal page for Beholders. I, I'm now that we're getting into full recording. There's going to be a lot more going up on there yeah, as we're building so that stuff. We can, like, have um, our research, research and backstory, yeah. and then like if people and do we get bookmark it. Yeah. yeah, and if and that will work for anybody. So yeah, anybody that wants saying, to get like, on there can see what's get, going on. If people get involved in our story, that they can also ideal. like be able to be like, oh, this is what they can follow along more easily. Do you dungeon masturbate? Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, well, it's bait like, uh, like fishing, yeah, Yeah, fishing bait. (laughs) I know, (laughs) I figured it was better than B A T E. (laughs) It's a good play on words, it's a double (laughs) entendre. Uh, but no, um, that's another thing. Uh, when we get into the actual investigations, you guys, uh, I'm gonna have a few more printouts. For when we're playing, um, for uh, contact lists, um, people just in the city that if you're at a dead end, don't know what to do, hey, we're in- investigating something to do with the nobles, we have this contact in the noble area, maybe we go talk to them, see what they know, see if they can put us in touch with somebody that might have information, so do detective I, work. I have criminal contacts yes. at the outside of that contact list you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So the way I believe the way criminal contact works is like basically while you're in the city, you can I know people. Like, you can pretty much find a contact in the criminal underworld easily. In so most classes, yeah. Um, so I'd say with that, it's more if we need to go with criminals because that's something I don't think I have in the contact list, other than maybe like a little bit of thieves skills. No, but stuff. it's a good source of information. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so I think that's about it for. Our first, and you can kill criminals without getting too much trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so for the next coming episode, um, we're gonna do or episode one is gonna be uh, the introduction of you guys into the world via a uh, orientation and team building exercise uh, <laughs> ran by Aldalar Mind Shadow himself. So for this orientation team builder exercise, you're gonna have it set up so like. We're going into the room. We're going to be as our characters in the team building exercise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, that's the other thing is, like, I want to try and stay in character as often as possible. You're doing this whole thing without a board, right? Oh, no, we'll have maps. Um, I prefer yeah. maps. Yeah. I'm not going to have like room, I think, for my big display thing. But um, Even if it's just a piece of paper like yeah. this size yeah. with a drawing on it, 
I might even go mini graph paper, or not mini graph paper, you know but like... I wouldn't mind drawing some stuff out and, and like little people. like a notebook for it, and then like having it be like our art project. Oh yeah. I just want well, that and I want to be able to load up um, our maps and stuff on the Obsidian plan. portal. Yeah. No, I think that we should have pieces, Yeah. and then a map. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, yeah, we're, I mean, positioning is important, and we'll just try to be more like descriptive about when you're moving rather than just be like i go here be like i move across the room past this thing to yeah. go into the corner yeah, yeah it's so gotta, it's got to be in the mind exactly exactly well, See, and that's why i didn't want to go with maps at first but i understand as players it's much easier for you to visualize what's going on no, if you have, have a map we have some practice. Practice. I mean, we that we're talking yeah it's you just got to be conscious of if you're moving what you're moving around like if you're going through somebody's space be like i have to step around this person be, and then be descriptive about your giggity yeah exactly <laughs> shit on that yeah what i'm saying but yeah so um i guess in the internet ether the next episode will just be up when this goes up so we'll see everybody in the next episode say bye everybody but don't bye. bye everybody Oh, uh, one last thing. Thank you to the Underscore Orchestra for the use of the song It Ain't Right off of the album Tales from the Road. Uh, it is our main theme song. It is a wonderful song, and you should definitely go take a listen to their entire album. Um, and also, thank you to Unheard Music Concepts for the song Cognitive Disturbance off of the album Harbor that you're actually listening to right now. It's another fantastic album. And a big giant thanks to anyone that is listening to this. Uh, it warms my heart to know that anybody would even like to hear us assholes talk about fantasy bullshit for a while. So uh, thank you very much. And um, until next time, bye.